Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Oh yeah, it is the Bite Size Show. I'm Chloe Bloxham and I'm here to round up today's Liverpool news. It is Wednesday the 12th of April 2023 and to be honest with you, there's only going to be one news piece uh, for this entire Bite Size and that is that Liverpool are set to miss out on Jude Bellingham's transfer uh, due to pursuing alternative midfield targets. If you have been awake in the last 24 hours at some point, uh, you'll have realised that Liverpool went from potentially putting in an 84 million bid in for Jude Bellingham to completely being out of the race altogether. Um, It's an absolute (laughs) mad 24 hours um, and one that has really stirred up a lot of Liverpool fans and I I think rightfully so, Um, but obviously you won't actually know the the knock-on effects any of this has up until summer and also next season. But let's start with the timeline then that we got. And the timeline yesterday was that Bellingham was our number one target, which I'm pretty sure everyone knew. Um, We've been after him for about two years now. Uh, And David Austin on the 20th of March was the first one to uh, talk about how, as things stood, Liverpool looked increasingly unlikely to sign Jude Bellingham this summer due to expected price and also financial power of rivals um, and that it put you know doubts for, for Liverpool's pursuit of him um, you know it, it was worrying to look at but I don't think anyone really took any notice for some reason of David Austin um, because we were still on the, the kind of roller coaster that Liverpool was still interested in him uh, we were going to do everything we could in our power and also since you know the 20th of March there's been a lot of talk about how Jude Bellingham's decision was imminent and was about to be brought to the forefront and uh, he was about to announce where he was going next and uh, due to the links with Liverpool, um, it looked very likely that he was going to go there. Uh, But in the space of 12 hours, everything has changed um, and reports said that Liverpool were favourites to get him last night. Uh, Jan, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, um, just... He's a journalist, that's all you need to know. He confirmed that Liverpool had 
sent an offer of around 84 million to Dortmund last night. This was approximately at about half seven. Um, and then not even an hour and a half later, Paul Joyce out of nowhere turned around and said that Liverpool have cooled their pursuit of him and that we were now looking at alternative players to look at. The it's, it's really hard to understand what's happened here. Have Liverpool actually proposed an offer to Dortmund? And Dortmund, have they came back and said, no, this is our evaluation of him and the price difference is that big that Liverpool have just instantly stepped away? Is it Liverpool didn't offer uh, Dortmund any, any price for Jude Bellingham, but more so just realised that the rebuild was, was a lot bigger than first anticipated? Maybe they believed that some of the players who we've been putting our hopes on actually getting back to best form wasn't you know ever going to reach that peak again uh, we've got potentially Joel Matip leaving in the summer as well which adds another headache to Liverpool um, and maybe maybe they just thought spending that much money on on a player um, is a bit too much but it just it's really really frustrating because we've spent two years being sought after Jude Bellingham we wanted him um, and we've gone from literally missing out on other alternatives for the past, at least last window, um, to just wait and hold out on Jude Bellingham. But now that the times came where he would be available, Liverpool have, have snuffed at a price and, 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 and thought, no, we're not doing that. I'm surprised that Liverpool have decided that, you know, I, I just don't get how they're surprised that an evaluation of Jude Bellingham was going to be over a hundred and something million. Everyone knew around one hundred and twenty million would be the the asking price. It's been known for for a year, um, especially when you you think of the fact that he's English, so it'd really help with with that in the Premier League and also in the Champions League. You've got Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester City, even Man United more recently. The what the names that have been you know linked to him as well. So you always knew you were going to have some really tough competition to beat, um, but for whatever reason we we have pulled out of it, and it wasn't just one journalist. Paul Paul Joyce was the one who broke it, but then pretty much nearly every single journalist came out with their own articles, um, talking about how. We we basically have been sought after him for so long, but now we, we want none of it. I, I don't know whether there's a chance that he could stay at Dortmund. I think it's a very, very unlikely chance. There was, given, you know, when, when talked about potentially coming to Liverpool, there was talk that Bellingham had two choices, and one of the choices was to either leave and go to a, a better club this summer, or he could wait one more year if he really, really wanted to at Dortmund, potentially get a, a contract extension from them, which would guarantee that his price stayed the same for, for next year um, and that he'd also get a, a decent you know, wage increase for, for the year at Dortmund. And if it came to it next year and Dortmund still hadn't won anything, uh, maybe then you know there was a buyout clause for, for someone to, to purchase him. Um, but I, I genuinely don't think he'll stay at, at Dortmund. I really don't. He's, he, I, I don't see why he'd want to. The the reason I thought Liverpool would miss out of him on him was more due to the fact that um, I I also thought he was a lot of money but I thought Liverpool I thought we'd got to a point maybe this is me just being naive with our owners but I I thought we'd got to a point where you could clearly see we needed a lot of money being invested in us in in the summer and that's not to say a lot of money won't be invested just all of it won't be going on Jude Bellingham. Um, but I thought we'd, we'd picked him for, for two years, we wanted him, so obviously we'd go after him and, and evidently we aren't. Um, 
and I see him going to, to Manchester City, Real Madrid, Chelsea. I'm, I mean, more recently, he has been linked less likely with, with Manchester City. I think PSG was the other one and Chelsea. Uh, due to him wanting to go for a team with, you know, uh, passion a bit more, soul, I'd use the word as, um, which is why I thought Liverpool was dead set, you know, the, the best place to come. Um, but ultimately, we can't offer... Uh, the prices and the price tag apparently that other teams are doing. Um, Real Madrid and Manchester City are, you know, apparently they have rose the price in, in Jude Bellingham based on what, what they want to pay for them and what they will. We also know that Jude Bellingham would want to be possibly the highest paid at Liverpool because of him being 19 and having the world at his feet. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's one of them where it feels it it's it's absolutely gut wrenching. Um, I don't, I can see people's points of views. If Liverpool, are, Fabrizio Romano said that Liverpool will still go after two or three midfielders. Whether you'll be able to get the quality of a Jude Bellingham, it doesn't necessarily mean you need just a Jude Bellingham. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is. Jude Bellingham looked like a ready-made footballer already. He was a player that slots straight into Liverpool and instantly makes them better. He might not make them, you know, a winner of major honours at that moment, but he certainly improves us. I don't know whether you can go and buy players for 30, 40 million, like we did with Salah and Mane, where they're all right, but they need a couple of years for us to make them complete diamonds. Um, and we can do that with players, but... After those two, three years where we're finally, you know, we've got a team again who who are right at the top and who are now hitting their peak, it's the end of, of Jürgen Klopp's contract by then. You need players who are going to come in now and win us trophies because this is where we're at. We've been overtaken by the likes of Arsenal. City were already there, but City have managed to stay on top. Liverpool haven't invested when they were at the top. They haven't invested correctly, some would say, um, and therefore... Ultimately, we've been bypassed and we're not just trying to reach, you know, the, the City or Arsenal of this season. We're going to have to try and reach the City and Arsenal of next season because all of these teams who we're trying to catch or who we're trying to pull away from, whether it's Brighton, Brentford, Aston Villa, who are all above us, it, it means that we've got to reach what they'll be next season, not what they are this season, um, because they'll all look to improve as well. So, yeah, it's it's a massive, massive blow for, for Liverpool, for Liverpool fans. And uh, as you can imagine, Twitter is completely and utterly up in flames. Um, and I get it. I totally get it. You've missed out on opportunity. Look, Jude Bellingham, whether we got him or not, life still goes on. Football still goes on. Will he make a, a side, a rival side? Um, much better, yeah, and that'll be extremely, extremely painful. But, you know, I believe in Klopp to go and get some players who are, who are also boss. But my problem majorly is is the fact that we have sacrificed this season, at least, um, in terms of transfers. You know, if we would have just bought an alternative in the summer and uh, when we really needed the midfielder, we went after Tushimeni but didn't have an alternative when he chose Madrid because we wanted Jude Bellingham and we were willing to wait for Jude Bellingham. And you've, you've just lost an entire season. And not just have you lost an entire season, it's not just a season where you'll still make top four and you know you don't lose as much. We're not going to get top four this season, which means less players are likely to come to us. We've got less amount of money to spend. And maybe that is a problem. Maybe 
if we did get Champions League, which we won't, so don't even try and get your hopes up for that. But maybe if we did, maybe Jude Bellingham would still be in with a say at coming to Liverpool. Um, maybe Jude Bellingham's just told Liverpool, I don't want to go to years. I, I don't know. It's just because of recent years, we went from being some of the best tactically and smart. Um, in, we had so many internal people who were so good at bringing in players um, that, you know, we, we could make brilliant and not making mistakes and, you know, actually signing players that could improve us. But when you get to the peak performance, you have to invest in some really, really good players to stay on that level because we were on a different world. Us and City were, you know, in a different planet compared to the rest of the team, certainly in the Premier League. And where City continue to reinvest or at least spend big money on big players like Erlen Haaland. And I know we spend a decent amount on, on Darwin Nunes, but Darwin Nunes isn't a ready-made player. Erlen Haaland is a ready-made player. Erlen Haaland can go in every single team in Europe and make them better instantly. Nunes, you saw fragments of it, but he's not a polished diamond yet. We still need to make him brilliant. He's still nervous. He's still young. Erlen Haaland is just a machine. So... I just think overall Liverpool missing out on this. It doesn't set a good trend because if you went after him to, to not even try for him is a, a bit weird. If, if you went after him, you're putting out a statement and you're saying we've just got the best player, um, a generational player for the next 10 to 12 years. Um, and instead we, we've done none of that and we will look at alternatives and we'll try and invest in, in more players and players who won't have the same you know, status as Jude Bellingham, but players who might have a, a better impact, who knows? You could get Jude Bellingham and he could instantly get injured and, and have a reoccurring injury. We, you, you never know how, you know, the future is set out and sadly you just have to wait to know the knock-on effects. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely gutting because I think everyone knew that we wanted him. It was a real statement for us to, to, go, and, to go and get him and he looked like a player who'd want to come to a team like Liverpool. Um, but ultimately, we're not in for him. And with Champions League or without Champions League, he might not have wanted to come to us anyway. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, but moving on from that, then the alternatives since last night have been coming out and expect to get a lot of names thrown around, to be honest, because... <laughs> when you've just lost out on one of the best players in the world, uh, best midfielders in the world, loads of names are going to be thrown into the heart. Uh, Mason Mount is obviously the reoccurring one, the one that keeps popping up, the one that looks the most concrete. Um, once again, a brilliant player. I'd, I'd love him at Liverpool. He's a different type of player, though. He's not going to be the Jude Bellingham role. Um, he, he, I think he'll be boss under Klopp if we do manage to get him, but he won't live up to the impact of Jude Bellingham in terms of um, Jude Bellingham is just physically different. He's built different. They do different roles. They're better at different things. Um, I'd have loved Jude Bellingham alongside uh, Mason Mount. That is the two I, I wanted in midfield uh, come this summer. Uh, hopefully we can still get one of them. Um, I think he'll impact the team a lot. We, we, we struggle for goals from anywhere outside of our front three. Um, and we have done even when you know we won the Prem and even when we won the Champions League. So adding Mason Mount into that would be really, really good for us, and I think he'd, he'd do well. Uh, another player is Nico Barella. Uh, Nicolo Barella, I have loved this lad. Um, I was even saying at the beginning of the season, I, I got asked if, if we didn't sign Jude Bellingham, who would you go in for? And I said, Barella, boss uh, midfielder. He obviously plays for Inter Milan, who are still in the Champions League at the moment. I'm pretty sure he scored against Benfica uh, last night, if you are listening to this on the 12th of April. Um, class player, unbelievable. But once again, anyone you compare to Jude Bellingham right now is just not going to feel on the same level because I feel like we're all deflated after hearing the news. And anyone who's going to be probably unfairly judged because everyone's got this opinion of what Jude Bellingham would have been like at Liverpool, how good he'd have been, what his impact would have been. And we don't fully know that because he won't come to us. He's not joining us, so we'll never know. Um, but yeah, I think Nico Barella would be be brilliant. I'd be looking at 50 million. I think, look, some of these players that we're talking about here are going to be 70 to 80 million. I think Declan Rice was thrown about. He'll be at least 100 million. And I'd rather do Bellingham for 120. And I know that's not how it works, but I'm angry as a fan in this moment. I'm frustrated as a fan in this moment. Um, on the plus, on the plus side, I guess instead of getting the one player um, of just Jude Bellingham, we we get three really good players. Hopefully, if Liverpool do their business correctly, um, which I'm hoping that they will, um, Alexis McAllister, obviously World Cup winner, is another one of them. I the the thing about these is that. And once again, I go back to Jude Bellingham. A lot of these players are attacking Nicola Barella, not so much, but his box 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 to box, sorry, is brilliant. Uh, McAllister, 
can actually show you from obviously the World Cup that he can do this box to box. I originally thought he was a more attacking, a, a, a more attacking midfielder, which I still believe he is. Um, but he can really graft. He can put in the hard work. He he makes sure he gets around the pitch a lot. Um, and you know at at the moment he's he's only on a reported wage of fifty grand. So you are potentially paying a big amount of fee uh, for Brighton for him. But hopefully his wages wouldn't be that bad where Jude Bellingham's wage would be a lot. Um, moving on then, I mean, Moises Casado is another one, which he'd just be... I, I This is the thing. I think Arsenal offered about £70 million for him in January. Didn't get him. He's now signed a new contract with Brighton to make sure that his value stays at the top. So you're not just talking £70 million anymore. Whether he, he, he plays crap for the remainder of the season or not, he's just signed a new contract and a new long-term contract. And Arsenal couldn't get him for £70 million and they're top of the table. So for me, that one screams like it's going to be expensive. And if you're going to be that expensive, you might as well just go and get Jude Bellingham. Um, and more players, obviously Ryan Gravenberch, we haven't seen much of, plays for Bayern Munich, uh, has been underwhelming to say the least. Not saying that he can't be a brilliant player. I think he's got more of a build to Jude Bellingham than the rest of the players we've mentioned. Um, and he, he probably could be good, but I couldn't tell you anything about this season because we've hardly seen him at all. Um, yeah, so, I mean, another decent player, but to be perfectly honest... I think it's it's three midfielders and at least one defender, and you're potentially looking at a striker if you really can um, to 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 get in this summer. Strikers obviously less needed, but I do worry that with Luis Diaz coming back, he might get another injury just because I don't know how bad that injury actually was um, in terms of how how it could be a reoccurring injury. Jota's record of being injured isn't great. Um, Salah's obviously a touch wood. Um, he's been sound with injury records so far in his Liverpool career. Gakpo, you know, the the same kind of. Darwin Nunes has, has had some big injuries. He's missed some big games this season. He's had to be taken off in a lot of them. Um, so maybe you do that. Um, Matthias Nunes is another one. and I, I don't care what people say. I just don't think he's good enough. I don't think he's a Liverpool player. When I look at him, and maybe I've not watched enough of him, and maybe he could be brilliant under Jürgen Klopp. That's a different factor. But I just look at, at Matthias Nunes and don't think he's his boss as everyone else thinks. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, but according to Neil Jones, the interest in him has cooled down. Um, unsurprising, because we've cooled down interest down in, in the midfield that we wanted for two years. So, you know, this midfield that we passed on, you know, uh, to on, on Wolves would have to pay an even increasing price because they wouldn't just... Apparently, that 50 mil um, buyout clause is not actually in his contract. Um, Liverpool have just lost my trust internally when it comes to transfers and stuff over the last couple of years. Um, and maybe I'd feel a lot more calmer if we'd have got stuff right in the last couple of years and we'd have invested correctly and uh, things like that. But and, and we'd have actually highlighted that we needed a midfielder and got one, that would have been great. Um, but yeah, uh, João Paulinha is, is another one. I really, really, really like João Paulinha, to be honest. Um, I think he's, he's boss. He's doing brilliantly for... Um, for Fulham, he's had a, a couple of silly moments where he, he likes to get booked quite a bit, but I think he's really good. He's age 27 at the moment, which isn't that bad. I thought he was a little bit older. Um, I'd be interested in Pauline, yeah, but that, that makes me think that they think Fabinho's over, which he might very well be. 
um, because Paulinho is more of a defensive midfielder than he is attacking in my mind anyway. Um, but yeah, I'd, I like being rumoured with João Paulinho. I think he's a really good player. Uh, Conor Gallagher is another one. Uh, no, I'm not interested at all. Uh, I'll take... I mean, I, I'm not making a signing, so um, it's not about me, but I'd choose Mason Mans over him and I, I don't rate Conor Gallagher that much, if I'm being honest. Uh, Yori Tielemans has also recently just been crept up as well. Um, no, our midfield can't run. We've got no legs. We don't need someone else who struggles with the same problem. Uh, technically, he's a really good footballer, but he cannot run. Um, and finally, another another player we've been linked to, and bear in mind, these are all just players we've been linked to anyway, which obviously people are now hype up even more because we're out of the Duke Bellingham signing. Um, and that's Declan Rice, which obviously we've spoken about. Will be at least 100 mil. Um, extremely pricey. Um Good footballer. I've never been too over keen on Declan Rice, um, but at the moment, anyone on this list just sounds, uh, yeah, I, they just seem incomparable to Drew Bellingham because everyone got so excited over it. Um, so yeah, uh, what what else can I say aside from absolute gut wrenching news? Hopefully it is for the better, and it very well might be. As long as Liverpool are boss next season and get back to being the best, I don't care who we've signed. As long as we're on the top and we're challenging for things, then you can kind of sl slide it under the rug and say, OK, well, we, we did the right thing, didn't we? Um, but until then, sadly, we will all have to wait and see. Uh, I do hope you have enjoyed uh, this, uh, well, not this week's, today's uh, Bite Size. Um, if you do go to redmenplus.com uh, and sign up as a club captain and use the code BITESIZE for 50% off, uh, that is for three months, so do go over there. That is a, ca uh, a club captain sub. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully in those three months... Uh, we'll have signed some players or at least be really close to signing players um, and we'll all be feeling a little bit better uh, in the transfer news situation than we are right now. But until the next one, up the reds. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.